going on, DJ Nation? Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the President's Cup. As usual, I am here with the hardest working man in the business, Tyler Tambaline, on 27 shows a week. What is up, Tyler? <laughs> What's going on, Kenny? Hey, this is my favorite one. I got to stick to my roots, my origins. Stop I, lying, I love dude. The spot. Stop, love lying. Stop lying. Stop lying. Stop lying. I lie. No, I lie. And, and I'm excited because this week. We I'd rather talk- do shows with Pat than myself. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> Got to always remember your roots, Kenny. This is good, though. This is a good week to be back. President's Cup. We got a different style. We're going to talk about that. Had a crazy finish to the Fortnet. I know many oh were watching God. football. If you don't have two TVs, I do feel a little bit bad for you because the way that shook out, you kind of had to be watching everything. That was just an incredible finish to the golf. Before we get into it, I want to remind everyone very quickly, this show is brought to you and presented by Prize Picks. Head on over to prizepicks.com. Use promo code MMN. Get yourself 100% deposit up to 100 bucks on your first one. Lots going on over there, Kenny. I know we don't fully have all the golf props and picks and stuff brought over yet, but I am doing a prize pick show every Wednesday for Thursday night football, three and one so far. It's been two weeks, one and one, two and oh last week. It's been a good run, putting a lot of time into that. The lines are fun to play around with. So as they like to call it, pick them DFS. You can get all the options over there, all the sports, but Stick with us with that for football. What did you think, Kenny? I'm sure you saw the end of this thing while many yeah. others were watching football. Just, I think Kyle Porter's tweet said it best. One guy needed to make a one from here, Homa off the green after a bad bunker shot. And then the other guy needed to make a three from here in Willett from like three and a half, four feet. And sure enough, that pressure thing, man, it, it sometimes it gets to you. What, what did you think of the end of the, the Fortinet? Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I mean, it was good for me. You know, at home was one of my cash game cornerstones. So starting out the year with a cash game cornerstone winning, also had Montgomery in my cash game cornerstones who finished third. There were the only two of four cash game cornerstones that made the cut. I only had three of six and uh, make the cut in cash. And I finished in like the top 10% of all uh, cash games, double up, single entries and stuff like that. So pretty tough week. Uh, this past week, lots of miscuts, lots of guys who we thought were going to do well did not. I'm looking at you, Pendrith. I'm looking at you, Riley. Uh, those guys did not perform the way that we thought that they were going to do. Uh, Riley even missed the cut. When it comes down to the end, I mean, I mean, what can you really say? Uh, it's a choke job. That's uh, just what it was. Yeah. But it, 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 you know, it happens in golf. I think more than any other sport, really, uh, just because it's just you. Uh, out there that's it it's just you and the ball and that's it and and there's no teammates there's no blame to be to be passed around sometimes that pressure can get to people and we've seen it happen dozens of times uh yeah. throughout the years i mean you know going back to jean vandeveld to even prior to that um you know we've seen stuff like this happen and it was brutal um but you know home play home on home attracts uh he is the new bubba like i said last week uh, you play home on all his home tracks. When he when he gets to Genesis, you play him. When he gets to Memorial, you play him. Uh, that's just the way it's going to be for for home. And, and you play him other weeks too, because I mean, God, what four four wins worldwide uh, since the beginning of two thousand one? I think that's like the second or third most. Uh, I don't actually. I think that's the most. It's a crazy uh-huh. win percentage yeah. too. Like when you look at yeah. the events he's played versus the amount of wins and you, you spoke about this in the past with him too, how for GPPs, regardless of price, not just the last week call of Homa on Homa tracks, uh, by the way, bad for the books. I'm sure they would have loved Willett to win this thing versus Homa that, you know, all the bets out there and doubles and things like that, that people would have had him in, but you've said it in the past with Homa, like the upside of it is it's either a top six 
which mostly is like a win or it's just like a missed cut or doesn't even matter. So that's why you're kind of playing them regardless of the price ownership increase, anything like that. It's, it's just the boom bust that you get with him. And, and yeah, you said it like with will it, I, I mean, how, what about, what are you feeling when you see him hit it out of that bunker, forget the chip shot that made him like smile a little bit. And by the way, he was all class after the, after the loss and, and Homa got the win. But when you see him make that, that shot out of the bunker and come up way short, like he said in his thing, like one hand on the trophy, man. Yeah. You, you had that approach shot. You just couldn't ask for a better spot to be in. And then sure enough, he chips that in and the whole game changes on you. So crazy stuff. couple other things. Homa, the only U.S. President's Cup member to be in this tournament and goes on to win it. So he's taking this into the event this week and saying, hey, boys, what's up in the locker room? Coming off another W. He posted the Kobe gif of Kobe showing the five. Five, like hey. ooh, like he said he was waiting for that go ahead also you play home on home of tracks he's won here before right <laughs> he's won here before great, nine great to one point. nine to one yeah. top american score yeah that is a great point I, I, I and then um, lastly the bets last week had a good week for betting so i got to bring that up taylor montgomery third had him 50 to one with the top five each way and then benny on comes through in the clutch 200 to one with the top five each way. I know you had them at 250, but this is where that each way, I, I think it was the end of the pod where I said, I'll take the 50 points lost because I got the top five, but uh, both of them coming through. Be- Benny got me the birdie at the very last hole. So a uh, great little sweat to finish it out. Not as much in DFS, but it wasn't a horrible week. Even with like four or six, you could do okay because all the guys missed. And when we talk about our listener league winner, I thought they had a great strategy this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, winning week for me in DFS can't beat it. Of course, I don't have each way because I had, I had the Montgomery and I had the on bet just like you. Uh, but of course, I didn't win a cent. I didn't bet Homa, of course, who was one of my cash game cornerstones. That happened a lot last year. Uh, I think I, I think I had the winner in my cash game cornerstones like almost like ten times last season. Yeah. And I think I've only bet them like five or four. And, uh, and I don't know, like, I know we, we were, we were waiting on the regular season for one and done. I know that there is, you know, one and done's running right now, but I mean, he would have been just, he had to have been the most popular pick there. So everyone's starting one and done season with a bang because what, you know, it's just the guy, the previous champion, the one that made the most sense, all that. Of course, people would have taken some Pendris and guys like that to get the risk on. But I, I think for early in the year, that had to be a popular pick in one and done's for, for the off season version swing season. Yeah, pretty good week in golf overall. I mean, you woke up Sunday morning, you got the the Fitz versus uh, Bobby Mack playoff oh, yeah. uh, in the Italian Open, which is pretty cool with Rory doing Rory things, I guess, you know, not really uh, coming through in the clutch. I guess he has a little bit more this past <laughs> Top season. five again, it's just what he yeah. does now. Yeah, yeah, just what he does. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, he has wins this season, so I can't really put that on him. But uh, another one of those where, you know, you figure he's going to win, take over on Sunday, and he just doesn't. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I had football, I had the Red Zone on the big TV, I had PGA on the other big TV, and I had Liv uh, on the small TV. Uh, definitely <laughs> got to support that. your cause over uh, there, Kenny. You, you I love got, Liv. I, I, well, I mean, I got my first prize pick win. Uh, was a was a live victory. Uh, uh, the thing about the thing I like about prize picks is you can have juice in a game that you're watching, like tonight's game, for like cheap, you know, and, and the payout is a lot. Like uh, I have a thing I did one today where I had what Tannehill less than two thirteen pass yards, Jalen Hurts more than two thirty, Dalvin Cook more than seventy one yards rushing, Robert Woods less than forty two yards receiving. So I have that going. Hey, it pays five to one, 
and it gives you a little bit of juice to watch a game that you know that you don't really that you're not really betting on or anything like that it's fun uh yeah. so i got my first one i had uh, i think it was uh, i pushed on dj dj five birdies or less he had five and then i had uh cam shooting 69 and a half or better and he shot 69 so i got half of that bet. i i i won that one so that, big, that was big the w first, for him first first live yeah big another big he's won 11 million dollars in four tournaments this season it's bigger so, than his players win though that's what's crazy yeah, about it, right he yeah, wins so, the players mm-hmm. for the biggest prize or per, well biggest person biggest first prize in pga and then goes on to ship the you know what is it second live event that he plays for four million just like that and you know, you know, that's in two events. So it's quite a, quite a start for him. Yeah. The one thing I will say, I, they're supposed to do some crazy events in the starting next fall, like some real, like with real fields and stuff like that, that, that needs to come sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, watching both and looking at the leaderboard, you know, the, the live leaderboard is better. Uh, you know, and, and the PGA will need to sort of push up their, their fall game to try and keep people away from live. And they probably want to, they probably should show it on TV as well. Since the final round, we couldn't watch on any streaming site, any TV, anything yeah. until the back nine for the leaders on Sunday, which is I, I, with everything that's going on, that, that, that makes zero sense to me. I guess for the argument con- is funny too, not to push it, but just to point out like the YouTube thing. Obviously, it sucks. The ratings suck. It's football. Not everyone goes to it. I get it. But the point is, if as PGA fans out there, if there was a way that we could have just went to YouTube and it was that simple to watch that final set, like you, everybody would have done it. So, you know, that, that's kind of the point. Well, from the the rumor in the rumor mill is not going to be on YouTube very long. Um, From what I'm hearing, Fox uh, might be picking it up. So we'll see. So we will, we shall see how that goes. All right. So let's go to uh, our listener league winner from this past week. Uh, His name dc i like it i like it that's where i'm from i'm rocking the 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 dc washington commander's gear i just picked up after that horrible loss yesterday that should piss me off real bad we we didn't even come to play in the first half fire jack del rio that dude needs to fucking go all right so dc whose avatar is bryson kissing brooks kepka uh nice little avatar right there uh he had homa of course the winner uh who was 20 percent owned uh, in the in the listener league, Montgomery, hey, solid work. Two of my cash game cornerstones. Gotta love it. Twenty one percent. Dietrich was my favorite play in the eight K range uh, last week. So he had uh, there. He had a nice little finish. Nice little Sunday, finishing in twelfth. Wyndham Clark, fifteen um, percent owned. Of course, he finished in forty third. Svensson, who was in my cash lineup, he was the third made cut. Uh, so I guess having first, third, and twelfth. Uh, in your cash lineup was enough to be in the top 10% of all double ups last week. It was a tough week. I'll take it though. Winning week. I'll take it. Uh, he had Svensson, of course, who was uh, 11% owned and got her up who made the cut uh, 12% owned. Uh, what do you think of lineup? Yeah, I loved it. This is one of my favorites I've seen in a while and a couple of reasons. One, you know, I'm going to talk about it more than just the two second thing as always, but congrats to DC. Like you said, by the way, as far as football goes, Ravens took it bad yesterday as well too. Up Oof. huge. And then Oof. Tua comes all the way back. And just you know, steals it away. You know, our, our, I was going to say our, our quarterbacks. I forgot you're a Baltimore Ravens. fan, not Miami. That's right. I would say Tua is number one in in league in passing yards so far out of two weeks. Guess who's number two? Your boy Wentz, Mr. Carson Wentz. Yes, yeah, I played him on my main lineup yesterday. Actually, I liked him quite a bit, and they did their job, like back and forth, but just not even close to what Tua, Waddle, Tyree, oh, Andrews, yeah. Bateman. You could stack that whole game up. But back to our man DC here. Stick to golf. Uh, what I was going to say, this is two things, Kenny. One, the obvious. So what he did, Homa, 
very likely to win last year's champion, all that stuff. Not very likely to win, but the point is the best odds to win previous champion makes sense. Then he goes down and skips the entire 9K range, goes Dietrich, Montgomery, Clark, just a perfect balance of the chalk with you know guys like Dietrich who are off the chalk. Uh, Spenson and Goddard were both just around 10% in this field. So the point would be, this is just a perfect explanation of what we always try and talk about in the FOMO that comes in. That 9K range was loaded with guys that everyone wanted to play or like I have to play at least one of them or maybe I'll put two of them or three of them and all this. We were looking for ways to get different and that's okay too. You do that within your portfolio of rosters. But if you only have like a single entry and you want to get different, you can't really have that FOMO. And here's what I want to point out and here's why. Not even results oriented. The point is more of look how this lineup ended and look what you still got away with. Wyndham Clark, 67.5 points. Got her up, 70. Svensson, 78. Like, these guys didn't break the slate. They didn't come anywhere near to what you would expect. Like, Montgomery, 104. Homa wins with 123. These guys are way short of that, 50 points apiece. But because he just was willing to skip that, he or she was willing to skip that 9K range, they got the made cuts. They got the 70 points. And you didn't really miss out on anything. You missed out on a bunch of missed cuts is what you pretty, you pretty much did. So don't have that fear is my point. When you're building one roster like this, be willing to skip over those. And if it kills you, it kills you. But even without it, it's not like you needed the 90 and 100 points from all the other guys below. You needed a six out of six. And for the guys in the 9K range to dud, and that's what happened. So love the build. Got DC into the tournament of champions. There's only two people in there so far. Last year's winner during our tournament of champions him now or her now winning this one. So two in there so far, we're going to run it all season. No listener league this week for the cup style. Last week didn't get a lot this week, a little bit too late to get to it. So we'll be back starting next week for all the stroke play events, but just wanted to put that out there. Oh yeah. I mean, the same thing happened with me in cash. I, I, you know, I went home and Montgomery and steel missed the cut, of course, but I skipped that nine K range of like death uh, because I mean, we had a lot of people, Heavily owned and did not do very well uh, in that range. So good lineup by Mr. DC. Uh, we will see you. Uh, are we going to do a three-man? Yeah, do a three-man still. We'll we do, can, a, we we'll do, do a three-man. We'll, we'll and one DC. more thing, um, speaking of a, a little triangle or three-man, is Ricky Fowler, by the way, had a pretty oh, yeah. good week with he the did. new caddy. Don't forget, he's got the new caddy on the bag. And then I saw And is he back to Butch? Uh, that too, supposedly he's back with Butch. Yep, that's true. Um, as far as coach goes, but uh, Rick, I think it's Ricky Romano. I can't remember his caddy's name, but either way, uh, Joe, Joey Scovron, his old caddy, has been hired by Tom Kim and starting on the bag with him this week for the President's Cup and signed oh, wow. all the way through the swing season, basically like Shriners, Zozo, CJ Cup. So interesting to see him back out there. And obviously Ricky had a really good history at this course. So to have Joey, who was on the bag with him, always out there on the course with Tom Kim, potential pairings we're going to get to those later in the show but maybe tom kim sung jay i expect sung jay to play all five and if you've got tom kim doing his thing with him you could see him sneakily play four or, or whatever with you know between playing him and the singles and stuff like that so i don't know interesting just a little tidbit there but i think that's kind of cool for tom kim going into this event and then into the swing season sounds good let's go talk about this week all right so you know it's a president's couple weeks it's one of my favorite weeks i'm going to be taking off on Thursday and Friday to watch this. Uh, I know it should probably be a beat down, but we'll see. We've seen crazier shit happen. Uh, so, you know, so DK, uh, they have the cup series now when it comes to this. Uh, not your typical DK week. Uh, scoring's way different and strategy becomes even more important. 
um, you know, DK, they, they decided to make the captain spot available. Uh, so the golfer you choose in the spot will be one and a half times more expensive uh, than his original DK price and receive one and a half more points. Uh, every hole one is three points. Every hole half is three quarters of a point. Every hole lost minus three quarters of a point. Winning a match gets you five points. There's also bonus points for holes not played, no holes lost, and three consecutive holes won. Uh, now, normally I go into my course preview and I delve deep in it, into it, but in this type of event, the course matters way less than your typical 156-man event. You know, at a regular tour stop, the golfers are really playing the course more than the man. Of course, the President's Cup, it's the exact opposite. So just a couple of things about uh, Quail Hollow, well-known course. People should know uh, pretty much uh, how it plays. It, it's a long course, 7,500 yards plus. Uh, Parkland, uh, tree, tree-lined fairways, average size fairways. The thing about these fairways is, you know, over the years, less than 50% of fairways have been hit uh, at this at Quail Hollow when they've had the stroke play event. Now, what you'll probably see is since the, the, the country that is hosting the event gets to choose how the course is laid out. My guess, my guess, I haven't seen any of the course yet, uh, but my guess is it'll be a little bit wider fairways. It'll be a little bit shorter rough. Uh, because that is going to, of course, help the United States, who aren't the most accurate off the team, but they can't pound it uh, out there pretty far. Uh, and I think that's going to be a big thing for the United States this week, and that's why they're favored so much, because this course is sort of really well-suited for the American game, where you can miss in the rough, uh, where you know you're, you don't have to hack out a four-inch rough like you see uh, when we were at La Nationale uh, in, in Paris uh, a couple of years ago for the Ryder Cup. Um, and so... So that's what you're going to see. Other things about this course, uh, you're going to see a lot of longer irons, 175 to 200 yards, 200 yards plus. You're going to go ahead and see that. And then the greens, the, you know, we'll see how firm they play. Uh, you know, it is this time in, in this part of the country. You do see a fair amount of rain uh, this year. I haven't really seen how they're going to do it. My guess would be that they keep it sort of soft. Um, just so 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 the Americans can get plenty of birdie opportunities, but we'll see on that. One thing we do know is you know it's Bermuda grass uh, greens. They are going to probably play faster, usually around 12, 12 and a half during this event when you see it in stroke play. Now the big thing that's more important than any type of course uh, is going to be the strategy. How you construct your lineups is by far the most important thing. Uh, this week tambo go about how you're going to go with your strategy this week when it comes to lineups yeah we're going to talk about this you know even more as we get to the tiers later and stuff like that and we'll talk some teams and things like that too but i do think like you said just looking back at it we've had it at Ryder cup president's cup all that the americans are just such big favorites i think if you look it's like nine of the top 16 are, are americans so it's set up in the way that or let me look at it now it's not nine i'll think six i think it was yeah yeah i'll give you a stat uh, that was actually pretty cool. This was by Justin Ray um, earlier today. Of course, it's by Justin Ray. So in 2019, the um, the internationals were two points ahead going into the Sunday singles. Uh, it was their best chance to win since the last time they played uh, on the road. I think it was in Korea in 2016. Um, they, uh, uh, they almost lost a career. I think it was like 15-14 or, you know, 16-14 or something like that. So the last two away games have been close. The last time it was in the United States, it was um, 
a little bit more of an ass beating, which is what we're looking at this week. But if you look at 2019, when it was played, um, I think in Melbourne, uh, the best international player, oh, uh, world golf ranking wise, was Adam Scott at 18th. This year, the best international OWGR player is Hideki Matsuyama at 17th. Um, Adam Scott was the 11th best uh, overall world golf ranking combined on both teams. Matsuyama, 11th best overall world golf ranking on both teams. Average USA world golf ranking was 12.2 in 2019. And this year, it's 11.6. Very, very similar numbers when it comes to world golf rankings and stuff like that from the last time. And the internationals were in the lead going into the last couple of days. Now we don't have Neiman. We don't have Cam Smith. We don't have Leishman. It's going to be a little bit tougher. If we had those, then these numbers would be sort of skewing in the year in, in the, uh, in the, in the uh, international's favor. Uh, so, you know, it should be an ass beating, but we've seen crazier shit. Tam, but what were you? What, yeah, what so that's a good point to bring up because it can tie into the strategy. The first thing I was just going to say is that, like, that's the facts. If we got the Americans, it was 10 of the top 12 prices on DraftKings are American players. So you can't fit them all into the lineup together necessarily. You could play it that way, but I think that's what's going to happen. Or people are going to focus on the teams when they come out and build it that way. One of the things that was brought up, uh, at least a couple of years ago during the president's cup. And that, you know, a lot of people were talking about trying to like make a strategy for this is that, you know, the way the teams score, if they go out in the match together, they score the same points. So having both of them is good because a win where they smash is good points for both sides. The other angle to that though, was that you have to put the cheaper guy in your captain, because why wouldn't you, if they're getting the same points, what got forgotten and what did not end up on the winners. Actually, I'll give an exact example was DJ and Morikawa started together so when the pairings came out everyone found out these two are going out together this is that Ryder cup by the way but just to give an example kawa was cheaper so everyone put him into the captain and dj into the flex but dj in the captain and kawa in the flex actually ended up winning because to many surprise kawa did not end up playing all five and dj did so dj actually got those extra points so even though the strategy and the thought process out there was to build it people were building it that way off of just one match notice, meaning who knows, you just assumed that that would mean that Cal was going to play all the event or all the matches. And in the end, he actually didn't. And I think that will be even bigger here because the first round matches, when you hear them, like there's debate and we'll get to it, Kenny, but like Burns with um, Scheffler would make sense because they're best friends. They stay in houses together. They're playing card games, reading the Bible. They're doing all these things together. Bible narrative was brought up by the way. So that's why I threw that in there. But what if that, you know, Scheffler could play with anyone. What if that's only for that and it doesn't work out and then they move to something different the next, like, like the next time out, that would be the point. So you don't necessarily know that up front. You'll only get the first round matchup. Some of the, the only, came, the only difference between but, the Ryder cup and this is in the Ryder cup on the first day, there's only four matches, only eight golfers play uh, in the president's cup, 10 golfers play mm-hmm. the first day. So only two people on each team are going to be sitting out. Yeah. So, so you're going to say you'll know day one, but that doesn't yeah. guarantee you what happens the rest of the way. It doesn't, but that's going to give you a guide, right? Isn't that how you got? How... Yeah. We're using that for a guide. I'm saying this hard and fast rule people are using of, you have to use the cheaper guy in your matchup in the captain. Well, it's no, true no, for that no. one matchup. It would only make sense if it was a one game slate, a single game. And that was the case. Yes. Cause they score the same. So why not fit more in the other way? I'm saying in the end in that the winners came out of five ones, 
where DJ was in the captain because he actually played five matches versus so, Kawa did not. So let's start off on the top. Let's think about how we're going to go ahead and get these lineups done. So well, most one likely other quick point then before we go into the tiers, I want to add this is that back to my point there is the matches always outweigh the wins. So like there was guys that were like two Oh and one, but someone that played was two and two were the same wins, but the four matches matter because you still scored points in those yes. losses. Right. So yes. that's where you have to speculate even more. And it sounds like base strategy, but to your point earlier of just jamming all the Americans, most people that jam six or five and one is going to, is going to have someone random that might only see three or four on that side where it could be a five match player on the international side that would still outweigh that when you're building your lineup. So uh, keep I, I that think, in mind once we get the first day stuff. Based upon what I've seen from the United States in their last couple of team competitions, you would expect the majority of everyone on the team to get four, four matches uh, total, three before their singles. I, I would be guessing. And, and, and I would say the majority of everyone will sit out at least one round. That's what yeah. I've seen uh, other than DJ last year. Uh, DJ and Kawa, I think everyone else sat out at least one round. So, uh, so who and, would be the guys you worry? Because again, this is a speculation pod. I, I yeah. have this. I have Horschel, Cam Young, and Kevin Kisner as guys I would expect not to get five. Yes, I would agree with you on that. But then here's my, is- my outsiders I want to get your opinion on. Burns, Homa, and Morikawa. Yeah, I think Homa, the way he's playing, I, here's the thing. Let's look at let's look at the, the way the pods were grouped today because that, that might give you a little bit of an answer of what to expect. Right. So today, Cam Young, Max Homa, Tony Finau, Morikawa went out in one group. Billy Horsell, Sam Burns, Scotty Scheffler, Kevin Kisner went out on another group. And this is Monday afternoon, okay, guys? And then Jordan Tom- uh, Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Cantley and X played in another. You got to expect Cantley and X, Scheffler, and whoever he's partnered with. I think it's Burns. I think uh, Tambo might think it doesn't go that way. Uh, but I think, like, X, Cantley, and, um, and Scheffler are the three that I think are – the highest probability of playing all five matches. Do you agree with me on that? Mine would be um, X Cantlay, And then I was going to say JT speed, but that that's the common pairing that play well, that you can see playing together no, nonstop. So I had them penciled in and then I had Finau sneakily being able to get all five in. We'd see, but I I'm with Fien- you on Scheffler. I, I think Finau and Homa can be sneaky on that too. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think uh, here's the thing. If you're going to go on the captain spot, and you're going to pick an American more than likely, right? I mean, just because that's who you think is going to win. If you want to go contrarian and pick any international player, any. Yeah, one, one strategy place, uh, Yeah, to add to <laughs> yeah. your point there, being not only contrarian, but if you if you guessed, let's say you think, and we're going to get to this in a second, I want to spend more time on this for two minutes because it's all speculation pod. We're not going exact tier by tier. We're going to talk how we can use them is more important than who do we play, who do we do? Like, it's all about this strategy we're talking about. Here's an example, Kenny. What if you think Pendrith, plays four matches because he goes out with Connors. I, I think the internationals will do a lot of stuff based on nationality. It just makes sense. Like you, you're going to talk about it with the Koreans. We've got the Adam Scott, Cam Davis, the Aussie group. We've got Connors Pendrith, but let's just say you think Pendrith is going to go out four. that's a lot of matches. And if it feels like it's guaranteed you for how cheap he is, I could see where you go him and the captain and then load up five, like four good Americans that you see getting five and you'd still get a good fifth American where it could still end up coming through depending on how things play out. And what if Pendrith just 
crushes in a singles matchup on the last day, even if they suck the rest of the way. I, I could actually see it playing out that way. Yeah, I mean, and especially with the price of the Americans being so much so higher. Much. Yeah. Having having something doing something like that will open up your squad for five good Americans. Uh yeah. so so that could be something that you think about when you're going about it. Now, when you when you so when you start making these lineups, you know, what, what you gotta do is wait till Wednesday night, see who the first day's pairing is, and then I would pick one of those people that are playing on the first day to be the captains. If you want to go chalk in the United States, go chalk in the United States. If you want to go contrarian international, go contrarian international. But is do you do you play it put anyone in the captain spot that is not playing that first day? It again it just depends on how you see it playing out. But I, I would probably not unless like I said I kind of like that international angle because they are if I would use so to answer your question probably not but in the angle of the internationals, they would have to be playing the first day for me to do what I just talked about and then hope that they do well enough to carry that along. As far as the Americans go, I just, I don't see any way, any reason to do that. Like let's say um, Horschel is sitting or Kisner is sitting for day one. I would not use them in captain. No. Okay. Yeah. So, so when it comes to the teams, I mean, just guessing, I think, X and Canley are probably a team. So that JT, group we can do. JT Speed, JT and Speed X. is going to be a team. Yeah. And then after that, I mean, I think it's going to be home of Finau, and I think it's going to be Burns Scheffler, uh, and then I think it's going to be Young Morikawa. That that's what I'm thinking. That first wave will be on um, Thursday. Uh, if that is the case, I like Homa and Finau a, a lot because I don't think they are going to be as popular. Uh, of an American captain's pick because uh, we're first off, you know, like I said, I think the only ones that are guaranteed that have the highest probability of playing all five is X Cantlay and Sheffield. I think th- those are the three guys. And I think, I think the ownership for captain is going to play out in that range. Uh, right. So if you want to go a little bit different on the captain, Homo or Finau, I think if they're, if they're playing that first match and the way that they are playing, headed into this event both top notch form you know Finau three top fives in his last five events including two wins and then you have uh, Homo with a win this past week and he's been playing solid golf for two years um plays pretty good at Quail Hollow as well yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I know one of his one of his Wells Fargo wins was not at well right Quail Hollow but still he won here what 2000 19 if i'm not mistaken uh so and did so, you see Finau pop that 60 over the weekend what looked like oh, could have been like it, a 58 should have been well that was another reason why uh i mean i mean he should have shot 56 if you guys saw that video <laughs> of tony Finau playing this course it was par 72 um he should have he had a, a birdie putt or an eagle putt for 59 or something on 18 missed it but Three he lip missed outs on the front he had, he had at least four lip outs yeah four lip outs uh, he should have shot 56. And if he's going to be playing like that, I mean, fuck it. I mean, yeah, give me <laughs> give me both of them. Give me both of them top American point score plus 800 for Finau plus 900 for Homa. I'm going in that direction. Now, if I'm going international. Well, just, let's just wait. Let's stay on Americans for two seconds. Because what I was going to say to your point to add in, I also think you could see Jordan Spieth be a popular captain because he's only, well, he's 7,000, but what is he in captain? I got the price here, 10-5. Well, here's Versus the thing, like man. J- JT ain't that great in team competitions. Like he's no fiery. No, no one yeah. pays attention to that. I'm yeah, saying 
People care about fitting in who they want to fit in. People love JT. He's too expensive to get in the captain. The best way to access him is through Spieth, who's cheap. And like Spieth is less money than Morikawa, Finau, Burns, Homa. He's cheap. So you could put Spieth and JT, still get your Finau, Homa, or your whatever in, and they can still get away with it. It's really hard to get like a Cantlay or a JT up top based on the pricing without putting extra internationals into your lineups. I could see JT and Spieth sitting out a couple rounds. So that's I could good see news them, if you're seeing that. That's what I'm saying. I could see them sitting out a couple um, just because Spieth hasn't been playing the greatest and JT's not that great in these type of formats. He's, he's about, he's an, I think he's right around 500 when it comes to team competitions. I mean, I guess it's, it's so, not it's bad. It's so random though. Like I think you had the stat last time we talked about Ryder Cup, maybe it was, was like the Cantlay X combo like didn't actually play good together. And then they go on to win the Zurich. No problem together. Mm-hmm. Like it's just random. Some of these, you know, people are putting out all the match play records and all this shit. Like, I don't care. It's literally the worst sample size of probably anything we do in golf. Yes. Match play is different than others. Like we know guys like Kisner and certain guys, Scheffler are just killers in match play. So I'd like to get to Scheffler somehow, but my point yeah. is, is that like some of this stuff that people are going to be focused on. And even to your point right there is most people will wait for the matchups see that JT and Spieth are playing day one and be able to fit Spieth in with JT and just roll it. But to your point, that's a benefit to you. Yeah, if you think it's not actually going to be a good idea, ah, people are playing so. it and you're just going to not play it. That's that's my point. Because don't you think like Morikawa Young just sounds like a better team? And like, I think even Finau Hol- Young even, is like even, the best team. Even Homa and Finau, even Homa and Finau. I mean, any any of those four guys playing together, I think they, I think they should all play. Uh, in, in each round. I mean, I think the people that are going to be sitting out are going to be Kiz and Horschel. Yeah. And I think I think JT and Spieth, depending on their first day, if they're a little bit off, I could see them just playing them, you know, not playing them on Friday and just playing them one round on Saturday. It's, it really, it's really hard to sit JT down. I, I know they don't necessarily need him, but man, J, JT on this team, he's still so much better than all these other dudes. Like there's- a, there's I don't know, man. Is he better than these other guys on the team? On the U.S. team? Is he yes. better than, is he playing better than Cam Young? He's is better he, than Cam Young, yes. Homa's yeah. playing really good right now. I, that's really that's good what right I'm now. saying, yeah. I mean, like. They're going to, they're just, minus 700. They're going to roll their best guys, though. They don't care about necessarily who did this last weekend and last whatever. Yeah, versus, yeah. How you sit in JT? That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe he plays with somebody else. And he they could more. do that. Didn't they do that last time? Everyone thought. I think so. I remember, think so. It was the Ryder Cup, but I know he played with Tiger. And originally mm. everyone wasn't sure. And then they're like, okay, that will happen. But then didn't they? I forget exactly how it happened. But JT is easily someone I can see getting pushed into a group with somebody else. Uh, and, and so that's that's interesting. And then the other thing I was going to say, too, you brought up their, their groupings today. But the media pairings, which is how they ran it last time. And this is what I put on Twitter today and made my guesses off of that. It was Scheffler, Burns. Homa, Horschel, Spieth, JT, it still does make sense. The question is about Scheffler Burns, because obviously they make the most sense together. The friends, the wins they've had this season together in the playoff together where Burns beat them, like all those things. But Burns and Horschel came in second to Cantlay and X at the Zurich and T4 the year before that as well. So talk about a team with chemistry that you just expect to go pick up a win. Not that you wouldn't with Scheffler and Burns. I'm just saying, you've got it from different angles that you can use here. So I, I don't know. It, it all depends on how the things shake out on Wednesday, but I, I do think that's a possibility. And then other last thing on the Americans, we can go to internationals was I would love to see a Finau young team. And they were in the same group today. 
and in the same media, I don't think you're beating that team with how many birdies they're going to put up. Like it would just be game over. So again, I, I don't know how they're thinking about it. You could say that about all these guys, but I think that's a really good team on paper as well. All right. So moving on to the internationals, I think you got to go with the Koreans. Um, I think they are your best plays. Uh, I think Sungjae is going to play all six or all five. Um, I sort of want him to be paired with KH Lee. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for because you got to think the four Koreans are going to be paired together. Um, I'm hoping he gets paired with KH Lee just because I have a KH Lee bet top international captain's pick at plus 550. Uh, and if he's playing with Sungjae, and I think the Koreans are going to get run. Uh, I don't see maybe Siwoo sits out too, um, but maybe not. Uh, I think I think I think all the Koreans are going to get at least four uh, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, that's just my feeling. I mean, I think when it comes to the caliber of golfers, I mean, those four are four of the best on the team. Uh, really, when it comes down to it, at least when you know Tom Kim's been playing out of his ass, you know, and KH has, has two wins in the past couple of years, which is more than almost everyone else on his team combined. Uh, you know, which is sad. Uh, and then, uh, you know, Sungjae, and then you got um, um, uh, Siwoo and Tom. Uh, I think those are the four that I'm going to target because I think they are going to play the most when it comes down to it. Uh, so I like those guys. I like those pairings. We'll see what happens when um, the, the, the the lineups come out for Thursday. Uh, and then I'll be playing the Koreans a lot. Of who, how are you going to go about this? Uh, well, here's my I, biggest I, I, didn't, I didn't hear anything about them going out and practicing today, so I didn't even have pods or groups for them. Well, the one, the one thing you saw was the pitcher with KJ Choi had um, Siwoo on this side, and then on his left side, arm in arm, was Sung Jae and Tom Kim a.k.a. Sung Jae Kim or Tom Im, whichever you want to put them as. But that looks like a, a good little duo. We've had Mollywood and stuff like that in the past at different events. So uh, I like that. Tom Im or Sung Jae Kim, whichever you pick, put those two together. And then you could have Siwoo and KH play together. But who, who do you think Decky gets paired up with? That's my question. Well, what about, like, you know, there's no other Australians on this team. Decky, Adam, Scott, just go with the old school guys? Well, no, it's Cam Davis and Scott. That's why I said nationality. That's for sure a pairing. That works. The the other question is, and this is strategy stuff because we're applying it to the slate, is Adam Scott is old. Now, does he, like in the past, you'd say he guarantee he plays all five, but I don't even think that's the case anymore. So Hmm. uh, I could actually see like Corey Connors play all five, depending on how he's playing and how things go. And that's why I brought up earlier, I would expect him to be with Pendrith. And Pendrith is 4,400 in the flex. You can go five ones with Pendrith. I'm sure this is not rocket science, but KH is right there at 4,200. If you think that's the guy, I like your call there too. So you can mix and match, make your best lineup with um, Pendrith at 4,400 left over, and then re-put it in, like um, re-import it and, and put KH Lee instead of Pendrith. If you want, want to run it that way, you don't have to run one. But- As captain? Or no, as, well, you could do that. A, like I said, if you want to jam everybody, but at the, if you think they get four plus matches, the other thing is you could also just have them in as your final flex spot. If you want to get away from six Americans or a five, one with the more balanced setup where you're just letting the last guy punt off, but hoping that they get four plus matchups where we're, like I said earlier, matchups outweigh results. They could get yeah. boat race, not boat race. I guess that wouldn't be good for your lineups, but they could get beat and still matter based on playing four matches. Especially if they if they lose close, say say they win six holes or something like that, right. seven holes, and the Americans win eight. And you and it also depends too the singles. That's why I said like Pendrith to me is pretty scary in singles. 
Like I playing him, I don't care who you are. He could beat anybody on any given day. I think like he's definitely a good enough player has the distance to do it. Like imagine if he gets paired with someone that he can just crush on that last day or something. And then when they all go out and like, that could be a spot where he just racks up those points at the end, even if it was only on four matches, that could be huge to the scoring. And it allows you to fit so much, so much of a better lineup of the Americans. We feel much more comfortable about playing the most matches and doing well together too. So uh, I definitely like that, that angle, at least from going down here. All right. That sounds good. Let's actually get to the tiers then. Uh, let's go ahead and start off uh, 9,000 up. I mean, we have Homa, JT, Xander, Cantley, and Scheffler. Um, you know, I like Homa a lot in, in here. Uh, he's the one that I'm going to be playing uh, a bunch of when it comes down to it. And I like Scotty a lot. Uh, so I want to see how that pans out when it comes to um, the pairings and everything. What about you? Yeah, similar. Homa, Scotty, for sure. And then one of X or Cantley is who I like more. Just like you said, just setting it up that way. Again, if I could get JT. Now, now here's another question. Is it, is it okay to just play one of those guys, X or Canley, or do you I, have I think to so. play both? Yeah, again, it's it's all Because I think X or Canley is probably the one pairing that is uh, there's the highest likelihood yeah. of staying together for all the whole week. Yeah, that, so, that angle so, makes so, it make sense. I would so, actually so, rather separate J, JT, because yeah. like I said, JT or Scheffler, I'd be fine just by themselves because everyone will likely stack them with who they start with. They're, they're going out day one. JT's going out with Spieth. Scheffler's going out with somebody. And people will want to pair them. But I think both Scheffler or, and or JT could end up seeing somebody else for their, for their next match. And, yeah, and I, that would I, just change the game I as agree. far as your roster construction. I, I think if you're going to roster Canley, you should roster Xander. Yeah, I, that I one to me makes sense. I think. I think Scheffler and, and JT, I think that makes a lot of sense. They could be... They could be you could get them without their same partner for the whole time, but I think they're going to play a bunch of matches. I think, you know, JT at least four. I think Scotty plays all five. Yeah. I like, so, I like yeah. That. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a good way to go. Let's go. But that sort of correlates how we play this next range. Let's go to seven, seven to seven and eight K. If you play Scotty, do you play Sam Burns if they're paired together in the first round? That's where I'm saying. I don't think you have to. No, for, for, for Scotty. Right, but yeah. for, for Cantley and X, for Cantley and X, for Cantley and X, I think you should. I think it makes sense for Scotty uh, because he might not be playing with. The odds aren't as high for him to play with Burns the entire five days as uh, X and Cantley. Their odds are very high. To play and and the idea days. too is like Scotty and Burns. People would say, "Well, that that's the perfect matchup. It makes sense." But the point is more of what if they have a bad first day? Then it's likely that they would be, maybe get split up, and that would affect mm. your long term of your lineup. You're not playing showdown. You're playing the whole slate. So my thinking would be this, Kenny sticking in this range. Let's say uh, it ends up being Finau and Morikawa together. And I think that's a pretty good group where if you had one of those as your captain, put the other guy in flex. And now you could put a Justin Thomas in there as like a one-off and go Mm -hmm. down to your guys that are down a little bit further and do it that way, where you're just setting up your lineup in a unique way. Cause most playing JT are playing it with Spieth or Spieth captain based on the, the assumption that they go out the first day together. So that, that's why I'm saying it that way. Yeah. I mean, Finau is, is one of my favorites of the week. You know, I'm going to play him. Um, Cam Young, of course, is interesting. And now we actually have, um, I'm sorry, Cam Young's in the 6,000 range. We have our first international guy, 
Sanjay at uh at uh well, and Tadeki, and Tadeki's and at Yeah, uh, you think Sanjay's probably going to be one of the highest owned? Yeah, he'll be very He's... popular for people putting that mid tier in because, like I said, he just fits that build I just described, no problem. And again, very likely to play all matches, very likely to do well in in some. He's playing incredible golf right now, so uh, I could easily see him being popular. Uh, Decky too, though, because Decky will still fit those same builds. Also, uh, the big thing for me, Kenny, is what do you think about Decky versus Finau? Where Finau, we don't even know who he's paired with yet. We've got like two or three options it could be, but no matter what, it seems that Finau is going to be popular here at eighty-two hundred, and it, whoever his partner is, Homa, Morikawa. Cam Young, they're all cheap enough to fit together and flip that captain pairing that I think he'll be really popular. And you might want to just pivot Finau to Matsuyama as a one-off and you could do that. No problem. Like, I, I think that's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, get your stacks with like the, uh, with like X Cantley up top and then play Hideki and then, you know, go with like someone down here, maybe like a Cam Young or a, or a, um, well, let, let's say it's Homa Young. Here's a prime okay. example because we're going to get into this next range anyway. Let's say it ends up being Homa Young and it's Finau with Kawa. They went out today in the same group. That could be a thing, but let's just say that's what it is. You could even have like Homa Young and then instead of Finau with his partner who would fit, you could have um, Matsuyama with whoever Finau's partner is and hope that that brings them along. And while you don't get it, Hideki can still score those points for you. And in the end, what if Finau does bad in his singles or something like that, where you end up in the end outscoring it based on a pivot you made there, but you're also getting off of the popular international we expect there in Sung JM. Yeah. And so I, more, I get so what you're saying. Leverage. So, yeah. So you're saying that, okay, that makes a lot of sense. I, I like that. I like that the way of thinking, because then you go, uh, you still get Tony's partner. If you expect Tony to do well, this week you still get his partner and you hope that he plays well for you know the group even play. if they and win then, those matches you're hoping Hideki beats Finau scores in the yes, singles yes and then you would still be building the same way but it's double leverage because you're Matsuyama off of Finau who we expect to be owned in those builds and you're also paying up from Sungjae where most of the five ones or four two builds will if they're going that way would be playing Sungjae you're spending a little bit more up top to get um, to get Hideki over him as well. It's just a way to do it. You could do it with him too, by the way, and just not play Finau. My point is more, you're hoping that you get Finau's teammate to score with Finau and that Finau does not score well in his single stuff and the international beats him by playing the same matchups or more and scoring well in their singles and spots that they're in. Yep. I like that. I like that. Let's move on to this. Let's just go for the rest. Yeah. Uh, four, five, six. I mean... You know, Cam Young up there is going to be popular. Um, I think he's going to play at least – I mean, I think all the Americans are going to play at least four. Uh, that's one thing I don't think you have to worry about with the Americans. Uh, I think I, I think, I think everyone's going to play at least four. Uh, now, the internationals is where I have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, I think the way that the team the competitions have gone for the United States is you're going to see people take it uh, – there might be one pairing that plays all five. And if you, you know, if you get lucky and pick them, you get lucky and pick them. Right now, I would pick – you know, Canley X, right? I mean, that's what you would pick, but we don't even know the, the beginning matchups of, of, of for Thursday yet. But yeah. anyways, uh, you know, you, you got, and this is where all the internationals are. So I, mean, I feel like, really good about this range. I will say that. All right, you go ahead and start then. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel good about this. So Cam Young, very popular for good reason. I think Corey Connors could play five matches here 
I think he's a great pivot off of Cam Young based off of that. Again, same reasoning as above. You can have in those lineups, you could have Finau if he's paired with Young or something and have that and have Corey Connors instead. Five matches. Also, what do we know about the match play stuff in singles matchups and things like that? Anytime you got a ball striker like Corey Connors that can just ball strike them to death, as we like to say, they can crush in those singles matches. People just get so frustrated against the guy firing at every pin, especially on like the last day. Let's say the internationals have nothing to lose. He could just go out and murder somebody and just crush them completely and score well in that scenario. Again, play it out some so you get more points, but I guess that would be the point. Um, Billy Horschel, you talk about him and Kisner, I guess both. If they're getting four matches and we think the Americans are, and you have those guys in match play format, which they do well in, that's where they can score well enough for you that I feel good about them. Tom Kim, Siwoo, and Pendrith, your guy, Cage, you can talk about him, but the other three are where I feel you could see four, if not, even some could, I think one could get dragged along for a fifth, depending on how they do with their partner and and how things go, where I'm going to take some risk on those guys and put them into the lineups. Like I said, I just think, again, matches are greater than results. So if they play the same matches and the other guys do, and they end up doing better in their singles, they still end up coming out ahead at, similar prices and different roster construction than most are using just piling in all the Americans. So they, they make good one-offs at least for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think Cage is going to be paired with, with C uh, with, with Sung Uh And so that's why I like him a lot. I, I could be wrong about that. We don't know uh, the pairings yet. This is Monday night when we're doing this, the pairings have come out Wednesday afternoon at four o'clock. Um, but I, I just, I just have a feeling they're going to play together. And if they do, you know, a cage was a captain's pick plus 550 uh, for top captain's pick, international captain's pick, top point scorer. I mean, he can get two points and win. You know what I'm saying? He can get a point right. and a half. He can get a point and a half, probably still, probably win when it comes down to depending on how, how everything's matched up. So I'm looking at that uh, when it comes to, uh, when it comes to like lower price guys. Um, Pendrith, of course, is, it, what do I meet up? He, he's the wild card for me. Like, could you... <laughs> Could you see Mito with Matsuyama? I could. I could. That would be a, a hell of a tee to green combination right there. Yeah. Uh, I, guys, I mean, yeah. that's where, like I said, I feel good about all the guys I said. The wild cards are like Mito. We'll wait and see the pairings. Cam Davis. Another guy who makes birdies and bunches. What if he, what if him and Scott play well together? That That's going to be very low owned uh, mm. with, with Scott being at 6,000 underneath Connors and Cam Young and speed. Scott just can't get ownership based off of that. And then same with Cam Davis, when you've got Pendrith, KH Lee, Siwoo, those guys that are there, it's still tough to see him getting heavy ownership. So that would be sort of the two wild cards, Scott and Davis. Yeah. Well, if you see Scott Davis, if you see them paired together in round one, you could put uh, Davis as your captain, but play Adam Scott and then just go four fucking U.S. studs. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you, go, you, you could probably go Fina Homa, uh can lay x i don't know if it'll fit but it might it might it might actually fit so yeah i mean that might not be a, a way to go if you think like one international team on that first day you like you like that pairing like wow they they might actually have a chance that might be the way to go with with captain and then one flex and then just load up on of course not the team the u.s team that they're playing against that first round but a- any other studs that they're playing against. I, I think that, that that wouldn't be a bad way to go uh, about it because, you know, internationals and flex is going to be rare. I would guess. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, it's most most are going to play probably five Americans. Yeah. Four four might pick up steam because you can get, once you can fit the cheap teams in, people will play two internationals that are on a team together with four Americans. But uh, I really like the five ones. I think the more I look at it, just like five guys and a one off, and use the one offs as leverage in the ways that I talked about earlier, because then you're not really you're not using the five <laughs> ones the same way everybody else is or J, JT like we talked about as a one-off like that that's a way you could do it no problem and get away with it still so uh, I think there's a lot of good ways you can do it but definitely want to be heavy Americans like I, I not only think they're priced right I think they might be priced wrong in the sense that they could be minus a thousand minus 12 like I think they just smash this is not a good internationals team versus the quality and the caliber I, I was trying to think of what the what would be the name of the upset here like I could I couldn't find something to rhyme with quail or with you know in charlotte or you know carolina any i was trying to pick something that would rhyme i don't even know what it would be if somehow this international team upset carnage in carolina that does not rhyme at all it's alliteration it's yeah i guess so you could use that too like beat down at the bay i've seen like so yeah it makes sense if you want to go with it i was thinking of a rhyming pattern right like i don't know we will think of it it could be the title of the show when we come up with it but Either way, I, I don't see it happening. So that, that's why I'm saying I'm not going to try and get tricky in roster construction of who I'm using. It's, it's how I'm using them. Like I always say, it's not who you play. It's how you play them. That's what I'm going to try and do and focus on. The American swallow at Quail Hollow. Oh, baby, that's a good one for, <laughs> for the upset. Yeah. The American swallow at Quail Hollow. That's what's <laughs> going to happen. Because let's go to bets. I bet the international team, it's a dumb bet. I mean, you know what? I but I, I got a roof for my peoples, right? This this is this is thirty three percent Korea right here on this team. I got to roll with my peeps. It's a small bet. It's a small bet. Okay, it's a small bet. Fifty bucks uh, on the on the uh, on the internationals at plus seven hundred. I got uh, Finau top U.S. point score eight hundred. Homa top U.S. point score plus nine hundred. Um, Sungjae, top international team score plus six hundred, and then a Cage Lee top international captain's pick plus five fifty. Yeah, you know what might be interesting, Kenny, is more of a, a day one bet because I'm already seeing you on Twitter after the first day when the Koreans are coming through and doing their thing, and you just going absolutely nuts. Like imagine like a tie on day one. Just that, oh, and, then, and, there, and then the Americans we, run away. If we go it. two and a half, two and a half, and day one, we're winning the thing. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. I can easily see you talking and hyping that up on Twitter. I actually don't have many bets yet. I do have some, so I'll lay them out for you. But I went with both Sungjae and Matsuyama for the top international score. The combo pays plus 350, which I like. So I, I rolled that one out there. And then I also rolled two from the other side, Scotty, plus 550, and Finau, uh, was plus a thousand. So uh, I'm good with that. I think both those could be the, the top from there and I could end up with both. So I, I like betting it this way. Cause don't have to cheer, cheer for either side. I cheer for my DFS lineups and I cheer for these four guys to be the winners. No, you're fucking the- Canadian. You're cheering for the goddamn internationals. We are team fucking international over here. Fuck the United States. <laughs> I, I'm with you. And that's why our title is going to be what you said. So wait, let's yeah. do it. We are cheering for the internationals. I'm going to put a, uh, a day one bet on the internationals. It's plus two sixty. I'm going right, to bet that. Like, okay, here's one thing. I will say, if you want to bet the Americans, which is 
the smart bet. Obviously. One bet that I'm seeing is Americans to win Sunday singles minus 225. That seems like a, a pretty reasonable bet, pretty reasonable number. If you don't want to lay 700, yeah. minus 700 down, minus 225 for the internet, for the U.S. team to win Sunday singles. But I think it's the sucker bet because it's also when the Americans are just already crushing them and they know they won. And so it's yes, like the- but it's, it's also, you know, uh, what do the internationals play for? They're getting their fucking asses ring. Are they really going to go out there and show up? The whole thing is about pride. They have to come out and show something on the yeah, last yeah, day. Yeah. We've seen it. So yeah. Remember, I'm not uh, making that bet. I just saw it out there. Wasn't, I'm wasn't it Rory, Rory at the Ryder internationals Cup? are going to fucking win. We're winning. Fuck, fuck it. I'm changing my fucking mind here. We're winning this shit. Koreans going to score 12 points. The Canadians, baby. Pendrith and Connors. I don't even think they can. Eight points. Eight points by the Koreans. All right. We're, we're off the rails here. I was going to no, say no, Rory Ryder we're, Cup. In international team winning. We are putting winning. his team up with the point. He got a, got a point for his team. I'm saying on last day, I think, is when even when they're out of it, they, they show that pride. And come through. And, so we'll see. not going to be the only team that's going to be out of it on Sunday is the United States. All right, you're that sold. I feel it. International man. team going to be up by eight. Alternate lines, Sunday. people get get going on your alternate Sunday. lines here. U.S. up by eight, or no? International team up by eight. Koreans undefeated. They're going to be fucking doing Korean barbecue and eating kimchi on the fucking 18th hole on Sunday when they fucking get the trophy. It's going to be a Korean barbecue trophy ceremony. 1911 international 125 to one 125 to one put 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 the mortgage on that shit the right. mortgage what else that's it that's it that's it <laughs> go ahead uh you can find me on the international winning team uh my cousins both play for those teams you know tom uh siwoo siwoo is my uncle tom my little nephew they're going to be playing. All right. They're going to be there. We're going to win. I'm going to be next to them. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. You can find my article on gupscorner.com. It's going to come out tomorrow. Uh, I want to see some more of the pairings before I do my final uh, write-up. It's not even my final write-up. And then Wednesday, I'll have my final, final write-up with um, uh, my favorite, my final betting card, all the good shit. Just go to gupscorner.com. Use promo code Kenny. Save yourself 30% international. We're going to win 1911. And I've got the initial game going with my fellow internationals, Corey Connors, CeCe, Taylor Pendrith, TP, Tyler Tambaline, TT. We're rolling it out. We're going to get it done this week. Internationals, baby. Let's go. Find me on Twitter at Toetag and Tambo. Hit me up there if you guys have any questions. Then, of course, rumpuresports.com. Head on over to rumpuresports.com. Get set up with everything, all sports, one price. Bunch of my NFL stuff is over there. And we will have another PGA show related to the President's Cup, I should say, tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern on the Rumpier Sports YouTube channel, going through more of this stuff, roster construction again, just have a little bit more information at least and thoughts around building out. I'll spend some time tonight building some more rosters and get some ideas of what I think the field is going to do. So check us out there. Yeah, so we're planning on this pod being like 20 minutes. That shit definitely didn't fucking happen. Never does. That's because because we love golf. We love the President's Cup. It's going to be Team Kimchi winning this whole fucking thing. Let's go. Let's win some motherfucking money. D-Gen Nation. Team Korea, bitches! I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfast.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.